0: Cena. Yeah. Do you know what today is? What? Our podcast anniversary. Yay! (laughs) Congratulations, Michelle. Congratulations, Cena. Time to pop the champagne. Absolutely. It's been a year. 52 weeks of doing podcasts. And I'm so grateful to have done this podcast with you. It's the spirit of Thanksgiving around the time we're recording this. And I'm just so happy of all the people that we've come in contact with and that you wanted to do this podcast with me. It's just been a tremendous journey. And I have a lot of gratitude for our friendship. Me too. I'm also
1: super grateful. We started talking about doing a podcast and we were both interested in in actually doing a podcast and then finding each other and and starting it and now it's actually been a year which is you know quite amazing most podcasts die out right after only a few episodes so yay and yeah also super grateful for everyone out there listening and keeping us going. It's really, you know, because of you guys that we're continuing to enjoy making this podcasts, And of course, also, you know, our relationship is and friendship is growing while we learn. So that's amazing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so thankful for our audience, because it's for all of you that we keep this Investing Mastermind podcast going. If you just happen to click on this episode and you're wondering what you're listening to, you're listening to us trying to live in the light of Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger and Ben Graham, who are considered the grandfathers of value investing and We're trying to keep their spirit alive and also help both you and us to be the best investors that we can be. So we wanted to also mention that because some people have asked us throughout the year, how did you decide to name this podcast? So maybe we talk about that a little bit too, of how we came to name this podcast Investing Mastermind Podcast. We discussed a lot
1: of names in the beginning since it's around, you know, some people call it value investing. And, and that's maybe something we don't necessarily use a whole lot between us because we really believe that it's more than value investing. And so for us, it was really about an ode to these masterminds like Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger and some of the other super investors out there, but, but also the power of the collective mind, you, Michelle, me together, our listeners that are in contact with us and everyone listening and, and commenting. It is the power of all these collective minds that then is going to be made into something great,
0: that's, I think, what we've all benefited from. Like, I feel like our investing mindset has improved and been enhanced by us talking about investing and also with our interview guests that we've had, like Matthew Peterson and Wes and most recently, Charlotte Janice, the granddaughter of Benjamin Graham. Adam so, Mead. Yeah. Like all these people, we are so grateful that you guys interviewed with us. So we're super thankful for that. And like, I think we've especially gotten a lot out of our recent interviews with Charlotte. What would you say was your most treasured experiences with her?
1: It was absolutely fantastic to to talk to Charlotte, being the granddaughter of Benjamin Graham, who started this movement. For me, it gave me a lot of reflection that we're not only doing this to grow our wealth, but also to spread more love in the world which was really charlotte's big message i thought that was awesome it it really touched me and it was something i reflected a lot on you know the legacy we leave behind the legacy he left behind is you know people are talking about benjamin graham as a hero and it's worth thinking about what is the legacy that we want to leave behind and that's something that I started reflecting on how about you
0: I think that's wonderful that you took away from that our conversation with her and I echo similar sentiments and one of the things that kept standing out to me when we were talking with Charlotte was just how kind and selfless like a true mensch was Ben Graham. And I think above all, like, you know, the saying how it doesn't matter what you said, it's how you made people feel. Like, I think, yeah, one of my
1: favorite quotes.
0: Yeah, like one of the most important takeaways, I think, as well from what she said about her grandfather is like, yeah, sure. He contributed a lot to the field of investing and finance and, That was important and it's it's a lot of lessons that we take away as well and that I'm sure Buffett took away as well. But even deeper on a a more emotional level, it's the spirit of being kind and giving and just helping others, which Ben Graham instilled in Warren Buffett and Warren Buffett has instilled in other people. I think that is what separates some of these types of investors from any other, because you could be this big deal hotshot financier But nobody might go to your funeral if you made other people feel bad about themselves, which I think Buffett or Munger have talked about before. So it's really, you know, did you treat people right when you were around? And I think that's the biggest feeling that you can take from some of these investors. It's not just the intellectual pursuit and, you know, trying to gain wealth, but at some point that didn't even matter to Ben Graham. At some point, you know, he'd already, like Charlotte said, gotten his family out of poverty and then he could focus on healing his heart and also just living his best life and what his best life was you know say going on a cruise and reciting poetry and and that's really what he cared more about And, and making sure he had a great time with his granddaughter more than just being like Oh, yeah. And the latest happening with this company and like blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, people could zone out if you just go on and on about talking about investing if people don't care about that stuff. So like he would rather focus on more meaningful things at that point in his life than than tell his granddaughter how to invest per se, which would have been okay, but. You know, there's more important things in life sometimes than just making money, maybe. But the thing about leaving that legacy of how
1: that people feel after they met you, in my opinion, it's something that I've experienced a lot in this community around Buffett and and Munger. And also, you know, some of the guests we've had in, in previous shows, so giving, they contribute and share their knowledge with everyone. And I think... We don't see that in a lot of communities around the world. It's getting more and more, you know, about keeping the information to yourself and not sharing. But in this community, I do really feel that there's a much bigger tendency to, to actually be sharing. One of the, the episodes that our listeners really enjoyed was the one from Berkshire Hathaway annual meeting where we were in Omaha, for the annual meeting and in the close proximity to Buffett. That was a great trip as well.
0: Oh yeah. We had learned so much. And I think I liked this year even more than last year because last year was just the first time we both went and it was like a lot going on. And this year I felt like we got to be part of more events and meet more like-minded investors and talk to more people. And it was just so... Wonderful, generous spirit, like you were just saying, like this community fosters that sense of giving and a nice thing, like there's so many people focusing on materialistic things, you know, like keeping up with the Kardashians, but when you're part of this Berkshire community, it's like the opposite of that, like you're not trying to outdo anyone, you just want to be helpful and, and kind to each other.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree. We were able to enjoy it more this time and be more present at the different events, etc. And one thing I also thought was better this year, last year, the answers that Buffett gave was very long. And this year, they were much shorter, which I really appreciated.
0: Yeah, yeah. Buffett seemed to acknowledge that they definitely, I think, shared a lot of similar lessons as they have in the past. And I think there's value in going like, I know some people have said, like, oh, you've heard everything that Buffett and Munger have said before, and maybe they have, but sometimes they also give updated perspectives on things. Like, I enjoyed learning, like, another spin on, say, how Buffett feels about crypto stuff. Like, even if you gave him all the Bitcoin for $25, he wouldn't take it because, like, what is he going to do with it? So. Things like that, you know, were kind of interesting to put in perspective again. So even though we know that they're not the biggest fans of crypto and neither are we, it reinforces a way to think about certain topics that a lot of people often talk about.
1: Yeah. And there was the crypto conversations that was important to hear again. I also thought one thing that was really important to remember is that we need to grab the unique investing opportunities. He talked about that he had bought. American treasury stock at, was it 592% or yeah, something pretty like
0: close that? close to
1: 6%. Yeah. So it's also something where for years, bonds have not been anything that you wanted to touch because it didn't come with any return. And now all of a sudden there's some opportunities there. And it was a great reminder of what we do is low risk, high reward investing and if there is a place where there's super low risk and a quite high reward, then you want to take that opportunity yeah so it was great to to also just be reminded of that but in general you know the reason to go to omaha is to enjoy the atmosphere there to go to the events because most of of the things that buffett and munger talks about you can watch that on youtube for me since i'm in Mm -hmm. europe it's definitely absolutely special to be there in person
0: yeah and i mean it's great to network with other like-minded investors and sometimes that can lead to other doors opening up that we never had imagined like starting these new relationships or learning more about other investors and how they approach investing like matthew peterson i thought was really valuable and like being part of the value x that guy spear and monish Prabhai put on like that was pretty uh helpful to to see them there and you know hear some of these fantastic investors speak to us and so it's just amazing and a feel-good experience so we highly recommend it to a lot of students of this style of investing. I want to talk about some of the episodes that are
1: memorable from the past as well. One of the episodes that I remember that I really like, it's funny because sometimes we have this a great conversation And we can actually oftentimes see that, okay, so the listeners really like that too. And one of them that I really liked was when we talked about our exit strategies or when to sell, I believe it was episode 17. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, just one of those episodes where time went super fast and uh, I really enjoyed having that conversation. So there's been sometimes, you know, the topics just flow easier than other times. It's all interesting. And I think, you know, I, I learn every time. Also, you know, I really value to hear what you're saying about certain things, because I can really learn from that and reflect on that. So I find that really helpful for me. But sometimes it's just, you know, an easier topic than other times.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's an important topic. And I also benefit from your experiences, Cena. There's a lot that we help each other to learn and grow from. So yeah, that was A very great episode as well and there's a lot of episodes that our listeners like sometimes gravitate more toward on youtube on our youtube channel there's been a good amount of episodes that have also gotten some decent listens that you know i think our matthew peterson episode was really valuable to people and you know if you want to see the expression in his face like that can you can feel the enthusiasm and and energy if you were to watch that video so that one was really great for the listeners as well like both you could watch it or listen to it like either way works so whatever you know way you like to enjoy your podcast and we'll be also sure to link to some of these episodes that we're mentioning here were there other episodes Cena that you think our listeners really valued as well one thing where i really enjoyed listening
1: to you was the one about texas you oh. know there were some even though it was you you were talking from a us perspective and i was talking from a european perspective I really learned a lot and I thought it was such an interesting conversation and I really enjoyed listening to some of the nuggets that you had and I really hope our listeners, because if you haven't heard that episode, you should definitely go back and listen to that one because Michelle is sharing, and if you're in the US, some great insights on what to do
0: with your money in the United States. Well, obviously we're not trying to give direct advice because we're not professionals and you shouldn't necessarily listen to me but I really enjoy the Roth IRA and the 401k and also the HSA which is a health savings account and people get all kinds of confused with some of these things sometimes but if you have a choice I think an HSA is way better than an FSA if you intend to build some of your money and invest it toward the future like say you know think really far out or if your family has Say a big procedure coming up, you might want to save toward that, and kind of investing for it in a health savings account can be really useful. And even on Amazon, I noticed you can buy certain items. Like say you needed to buy contacts, some of those can be HSA and or FSA eligible. And I noticed how Amazon is trying to make that more visible to people. So that can be really useful that you don't have to pay income tax on the money that you're using toward your healthcare expenses, which is really great. Like imagine you save like 20% off by just not paying tax on money you earn that you put in an HSA. So I think. It can be really useful and helpful to a lot of people if you kind of think about it more, how you can better invest and use your money. If you want to hear more, you need to go back to episode 43
1: to to listen to our conversations around tax. And a lot of people actually listen to that one. So there is some interest in listening to things about taxes and I also, I was in a mastermind meeting today with some investors that I know, and we talked for an hour and a half about taxes. So how to optimize. So it is actually such an important topic. And I also think that when you have a conversation around it, it can actually be interesting, even though a lot of people, they enjoy to talk about necessarily that much.
0: I know we'll probably talk about optimizing for retirement and taxes some more, probably closer toward the new year, because around this time in the holidays, I know some people might talk about tax loss harvesting, but that's not really something I ascribe to like around this time of year. What that means is some people might sell some of their losers, like their stocks that they are maybe down on that they don't really want to be in so that maybe they can get a tax write off based on some of that. But I don't necessarily think that that's always the best way to go. Like, Perhaps if you want to offset some gains you had somewhere else by crediting your losses against that, it's something you could consider around this time of year. A lot of people seem to do it, you know, in the end of the year. So that come tax season, when you're filing your taxes in the beginning of the year, that's something some people think about. But it's the same in
1: Europe. Just want to say that. So everybody who's listening,
0: I think if you are type of person who invests like us, like Warren Buffett. That's not really something you necessarily care that much about. You want to still invest for the long term. So, what I'm saying is, even though you will hear about tax loss harvesting and you could look into it, like it could be beneficial to you in some circumstances, but we're not really going to focus on that. Like, what I like to talk about more and what we'll probably cover in the new year. Is like what are some of the new contribution amounts? Like I think starting in 2024, you could contribute seven thousand dollars if you're under fifty to your Roth IRA, and that's a big jump from 6,500 in 2023. So probably talk a little bit more about stuff like that in the new year. That's all I want to say. And otherwise, it's been a fantastic journey so far, talking about all the topics related to investing and personal finance on this podcast and. I'm super grateful for you, Cena. And I think we're going to help each other and our listeners go very far. If you're trying to do the right thing, you can't help but be successful. So I think we just keep that positive flywheel going for all of us.
1: Absolutely. And I'm also very grateful for you. I'm very grateful for you listening out there and for you, Michelle. So with that happy ending, we will be back on Tuesday.
0: Till next time.
1: If you enjoyed the show and found the content informational, we would be super grateful if you would leave us a review and follow us wherever you get your podcasts so you automatically get new episodes in your feed. We publish a new show
0: every Tuesday. The contents of the Investing Mastermind podcast are for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. None of this is investing advice, and if you need help in your personal situation, please consult with a professional.